Hello. And welcome to the Rotman Podcast, powered by the Entertainment and Media Association. Here at the Rotman School of Management in Toronto. And we have a very special guest here with us today. <laughs> very special. Kevin Yoon. How's it going? Good, good. Thank you so much for having me on. Ben, Aaron, it's, uh, it's great to be here. I'm excited. We're so happy to have you. <laughs> yes. Kevin was responsible for expanding the size of the Entertainment and Media Association last year. I think about triple the membership and put on a whole bunch of new amazing events, activities, and case competitions. And we have him here today to pick his brain a little bit about how he did it and to see what might be in store for us next year and what he has going on in terms of his professional career as well. So, Kevin, maybe we could start off by you telling us a little bit about what you're most excited about in the entertainment and the media industry here in Toronto specifically. Yeah, let's do it. I think the gaming industry is really starting to make waves, esports especially, you know, with ease of accessibility extreme revenue growth and market growth, it'll be really interesting to see the gaming landscape and what that looks like in in the near future. Yeah, I think that the gaming industry in particular is really interesting for Canada because Mm -hmm. we have Montreal right around the corner and that's sort of the uh, gaming mecca of Canada. And they just have more developers and arts, you know, activity going on there than just about anywhere else in Canada. And then on top of that, Toronto is sort of like the next up and coming Mm. gaming center in Canada and in North America as well. So I think that gaming is going to be maybe one of the fastest growth areas anywhere in entertainment and media. So yeah, I'm also really excited about that. For sure. I wanted to ask a little bit about what the EMA club had in store for the end of the year, which unfortunately (laughs) was spoiled a lot by the COVID-19 epidemic. We had to close down just about everything on campus. What was it around March, I think? But yeah, we had so many amazing activities planned. And, you know, I wanted to hear more about what those were going to be like and what we might be able to expect for next year. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the biggest one, the biggest cancellation was probably our industry night in collaboration with the RSBA. We were really excited about that one. It was sort of our flagship event of the year. You know, we had a gorgeous rooftop venue. We had ton of companies coming in, a handful of them that had never stepped foot at Raman before. And that night was really meant for our students to connect with industry leaders and really make, well, for students to grow their network and to make those connections and potentially uh, to start their careers that way. Uh, so that was pretty sad because we did end up canceling about three hours before the I, event itself. I remember, yeah. yeah I was yeah. getting ready for the event and then oh I was like, God. okay, well, I guess I'll take my time off. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we were going to do it anyway, but, um, you know, by the minute we were getting emails and calls and just for the safety of the community, it was, it was the right thing to do. So that was number one. Uh, a couple more, we had to cancel the Shopify, Shopify Studios visit, volume two. I was uh, very excited about that one. In yeah, particular. There, was a, there was a limited capacity to that event, to the visits and the same reason. So that, that was also sad. And then of course, the big one, the ESC conference, which was the week after. That was a huge event coming up, especially for the evolution of sports and entertainment and the integration of the two. Uh, So that was sad to see. I I will say, though, even with the cancellations, I think there was a lot of momentum that happened after. So I think for the new, like your new team, I think that the excitement's still there. And I think people will be excited to, to attend these events. Definitely. I know I am. Do you have any advice for incoming MBAs in the Rotman program who are interested in finding a career in entertainment and media? Oh, good question. Um, You know, I would say get to know people in the industry in whatever facet that may be. 
you know, your network is extremely important to you, whether it's in entertainment or not. So I think it's essential to build out general relationships with people. Because at the end of the day, in whatever role you may go for, or wherever you are, the people are number one. That's most important. So I think creating those relationships is, is key. And of course, you know, once you have a goal in mind, you should go for it. Go for it. It is tough to get into the industry, but I do think that, you know, there's never a linear way to success or whatever you want. And if something's not working for you, try another way and then try another way. And I think those incremental steps will slowly get to where you want. Yeah, that's really good advice. And uh, I feel like we were just talking about this on the last episode a little bit, just making sure that you have a trajectory in mind when you enter the MBA program mm-hmm. and you know, how that can really help that you get the most out of your MBA experience. Yeah, absolutely. One step at a time. Yeah, and I will say Kevin has always been the, I guess, the pinnacle of reaching out to people, building relationships. <laughs> that is so true. He's yeah, I don't like, know anybody who does that more. I know. Yeah. He's like the number one networker, the person you want to get to know because he knows everyone. So <laughs> You guys are too kind. I'm just saying, like, if you're listening to this, make sure you kind of be like Kevin. You don't know Kevin. <laughs> no, no. You still want to be like Kevin. Yeah. So just, um, you know, use your, be friendly, you know, get out there. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, to that, actually, I will say, you know, everyone's got their own style. And for sure, I've had many chats with students about, you know, networking or the the practices of effective communication, but you got to do what works best for you. And even what I say that that's just what works for me. It's not going to, you know, reflect on someone else. Yeah, I think Kevin's essentially like the unofficial mascot of Rotman at this point. <laughs> For sure. Is, is that totally. about right? Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll yeah. take it. <laughs> All right. So now that you've finished your Rotman MBA, what plans do you have in your career next? Well, fortunately, I will be starting at Simply Financial in August. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Very grateful. I interned there last summer. I was on an amazing team, amazing leadership. I learned so much, so I'm very grateful to have a full-time role there. Uh, So I'll be starting as a consultant on the strategy team this fall. Awesome. Mm. That's really exciting, yeah. The strategy classes at Rotman, I think, are the best. So (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely. There's a lot of learnings from the classes that that have translated over to work, and for sure, the the takeaways are incredible. And especially with the digital banking space right now, I think I'm in a good spot for growth. So one little thing about Kevin that our listeners might not know is that he is a professional pianist and somebody who would probably know more about the music industry specifically in terms of entertainment. So as a musician yourself, where is the MBA opportunity for people interested in that industry? <laughs> you know, that that's actually a tough question. And especially with COVID happening and affecting all industries, but the music industry specifically. I will say nowadays, you know, technology is intertwined in everything and uh, all the business operations or should be, I think. And I think finding an intersection between music and technology is sort of that sweet spot where I think a lot of people who are pursuing music, the music industry should be. And you have to be data-driven. You have to know how to understand it. The learnings from that, like there are a few, like one, if you are more well-rounded and integrated music and technology, I, I feel like you might stand out from the competition. You know, the more you learn about technology trends, that you build out your toolkit, you'll be more robust. You know, ultimately your versatility grows. I know that's very broad, but it's a tough industry. That's all I can say. You got to stay on top of it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. for sure. So I have to ask, who's your favorite composer? Ooh, that's a great question. I've been <laughs> asked this many times. I, I have, it changes a lot, but the consistent top three, uh, no particular order, are Chopin, Rachmaninoff, and Beethoven. Beethoven. <laughs> uh, for me, that's, that's, that's the all-time best. Yeah. So I'm with you on that. 
Very cool. So I guess I wanted to use this episode as sort of like a sales pitch for MBA students who are considering joining the EMA club. And I wanted you to talk a little bit about how you managed to grow our club so much and make it what it is today. And what sort of events do you think you'd like to see moving on in the future, similar to what we did last year? Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's really kind. I, you know, it, it was a team effort. First of all, we we had an amazing team, uh, and I think everyone was aligned at the start of the year uh, on the vision to really grow the club and you know, ultimately to make it into a leading industry club. Uh, so I think that was number one, and we really tried to have open communication between our team members. That was extremely helpful. Overall, I think communication uh, was probably the most important aspect uh, for, for our growth. I think the approach that we took to students was a bit more casual to really make students feel comfortable. As you both know, the, the program can be quite rigorous. Uh, you know, so we tried to balance out the professionalism with fun and really make sure that students felt healthy and safe. And of course, the, you know, we, we rebranded the logo and the name completely to give it a bit more relevancy. And strategically, events-wise, we front-loaded certain events to gain traction at the start of the year. And then we sort of placed accordingly, really to build out the students' profiles and skill sets towards the end of the year as they were getting to the hiring phases. Will you talk for a minute about the Wasserman case competition? Yeah, absolutely. You know, like big shout out to the RSBA. You know, that was an amazing collab event. That's the first time Wasserman was here, especially for a case competition. I mean, that, that was special because that's sort of the consulting side of sports entertainment. And I think that was an extremely effective event because A, it was marketed well. I think it got a lot of traction from students. And of course, on, on the business end, you know, Wasserman provided amazing prizes. So I think everything was aligned. The members from our team and the RSPA team were all aligned there too. Very cool. Yeah. So, oh, sorry. And of course, the podcast. Oh my God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was me. Yeah, of course. You know, we started last year, the amazing podcast team. Like, you know, when we got the data back of the listeners and, you know, where the reach went, that was a huge play in part of our growth. So I have to say that going back to the whole mascot thing, <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of the time, you know, people talk about you and they say like, oh, you know, this is what you can achieve at Rotman. You know, Kevin has uh, really managed to expand a lot of networks here and do all these things. What one piece of advice would you give to incoming freshmen with unusual backgrounds like yours? And how can they get the most out of their MBA experience? I mean, those are really kind words. Uh, thank you. You know, like a general, general piece of advice, actually, like with that one of my mentors a long time ago always told me, and it didn't really hit till until halfway through ramen, actually. And it really is just very simple. You know, be kind and practice gratitude and just be selfless. There are so many people here, great people here. Just get, get to know everyone, get to know their story, and just help each other out. It does wonders. It's actually surprising how effective that can be in your own life, in your personal development. And anything specific towards the entertainment and media industry itself, how to break into that? How to break into that. I mean, I think I, yeah, again, I, I think just growing your network is a big play. You know, be bold. If you want to get to know someone, like, go for it. Like, you have nothing to lose. You know what I mean? Like, I think a lot of people might fear reaching out into the unknown and, you know, especially to people or executives that they might not know. And then, like, I totally get it. But, I mean, worst case scenario, like, you don't get a reply. And you try again. Best case scenario, they do reply. And then nothing else changes, mm -hmm. you know? So I think just getting to know people, really doing your 
your research and understanding the different aspects of the industry and whatever silos that might be, I think that's important. Yeah, especially for the incoming batch of students who are facing a lot of adversity. Like, that's huge yeah. to be hearing that from yeah. someone who's graduating and finding a new space. So Yeah, absolutely. I've actually spoken to a handful of the incoming class who are interested in the EMA, so I'll make sure to, to introduce everyone this summer. Yes, keep on working for us, Kevin, please. <laughs> Amazing. And we're not even paying him anything either. <laughs> Do you have any other uh, questions that you wanted to ask our fearless leader? Well, I guess to take notes from our former host, Joseph Smith, what is some bad advice maybe that you have received over the program or just in general that maybe our listeners could learn from? Mm, that's a tough question. Bad advice. I, I don't know about bad advice, but I will say, you know, again, the program can be fairly challenging and, you know, your mental space can be fragile. So whatever, whatever you do, I think be resilient. And, you know, if you, if you have a certain goal in mind, try not to break from it. I'm sure we've all heard the imposter syndrome happens a lot. So make sure to just be true to yourself and what you want, whether it's here, professionally, personally, and, and go for it. That's, That's really awesome. good advice. Yeah. yeah. Well, do you want to do a rapid fire round? Just <laughs> <laughs> sure. okay. no pressure. Oh, yeah, no pressure. No oh pressure. my god. I think you should take off the sweatshirt. For- <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sweating here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, what's your favorite restaurant on campus? On campus it has to be on campus. It has to be on campus. Or you know what? I actually. Robin, I'm here twenty I was here twenty four seven exchange cafe. <laughs> okay. They do offer some interesting variety every once in a while. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> and uh, where do you get your best workout from on campus? Because there's so many gyms to choose from and even more, you know, opportunities everywhere. You know what, actually, pre COVID, I have a building gym and it's incredible, so I went there. Okay. All right. How about favorite bar in the city? Favorite bar in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, well I gotta give a big shout out to, uh, to my friends at Lavelle. Love okay. rooftop. When is the last time you got a haircut? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Yesterday. I, I was I can tell. It <laughs> looks very fresh and uh, I I wish that I had you know had that opportunity before this interview as well. But Oh no, no, no yeah. I mean, <laughs> COVID has uh, oh, done God. some terrible things to barbershops. <laughs> Best way to kill thirty minutes. Best way to kill thirty minutes? Yeah. Read. That's very simple. And anywhere in particular that you like to read on campus? On campus? Oh, okay. Back in the mindset. All right. I would actually be on the third floor north side. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But by the CIBC room for the incoming class. Okay. Yeah. I like that area as well. Yeah. It's fairly quiet and there's a lot of natural light. Yeah. Yeah. So. That was that was my uh, study space for, for the two years. Right on. Who is your favorite professor on the Rotman campus? Okay. And if you can't choose one, you can choose a couple. But uh, you know, I'm going to have to choose a couple. Try, try to choose less than three. For sure. I will say Maya was um, incredible in my growth here. She really helped me develop and, and be better and you know, ultimately you know, just save me without too much detail. Jeff Leonardelli, incredible professor. He just gets it. So if you have a chance to, to meet with these people and take their classes, I highly recommend it. And Maya was self-development lab. Yes, sorry. And Jeff was... Uh, negotiations and right. teams. Okay. okay. Yeah, maybe a favorite elective then. Favorite elective. That's a tough question too. Uh, there's so many to choose from. I, I love one-to-one marketing. Okay. Dan Richards is an absolute legend. Yeah, that'd be... Let's go with that one. Okay, yeah. that's a good one. 
what was the most valuable lesson of your MBA? <laughs> this one's not a rapid question. No, I guess, no, is there's it? a lot of reflection here. The most valuable lesson of my MBA, I think it's, you know, it's funny. I, I talk about people a lot and trying to get to know people and, and make those connections. I think the value was really meeting great humans at this program. And, and you got to think about it, right? Like everyone's from all over the world. So it's really a special place to create those relationships. I think the valuable lesson is get to know people genuinely, of course, and create bonds that, that can be lifelong. That's great advice. Yeah. I think that goes for any MBA program, but with the people at Raman in particular, I think, you know, they're uh, a lot nicer and it's easy to do that. So take advantage of it for sure. Well, Aaron, do you have any other rapid fire questions? Maybe my last one would be, what's your number one COVID activity? Number one COVID your activity. Your quarantine activity <laughs> that oh, got you through. Oh my goodness. You know what? Luckily, at the start of COVID, I was still doing some classes. So it kept me busy for a while. I will say it, it hit me pretty hard afterwards. You know, I don't think I took it well. My adjustment period was a little slower. Now it's, I've adjusted better. I'm just trying to read more, uh, trying to do workouts at home. My friends will laugh at me for this, but I, I recently started gaming and that's taken up so much of my time right now. Uh, so yeah, I'm just trying to enjoy this downtime. Thanks so much for coming on the show, Kevin. We really appreciate it. You are a Rotman legend. Thanks again for taking the time. Yeah, thanks so much for coming on. We really appreciate everything you've done for us to set us up for success. And we're looking forward to see where you go next. Uh, you're both too kind. Thank you so much for having me on. This was a lot of fun. I'm excited to see what you two have in store for next year and for the club. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Rotman Podcast, powered by the Entertainment and Media Association. Be sure to follow us at EMA underscore Rotman for updates on the latest in the club and for all our upcoming episodes. 